Welcome to the Inspiring Women Weekly Podcast, where women come to be encouraged, uplifted, and inspired to go further, push harder, and shine brighter through personal conversations with me, your host, LaShonda McLaurin. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number one of the Inspiring Women Weekly Podcast. I am beyond excited to be finally launching this podcast today, and I'm so thankful you have chosen to take this amazing journey of inspiring others with me. I've had the desire to start a podcast for a while now, and I'm just so thankful that I was finally able to push aside fear and make the time to share with you all. So for those of you who aren't familiar with me, I'm LaShonda McLaurin. I'm a licensed therapist who one year ago, I decided to quit my job in order to put my family first. And I started my own successful counseling and coaching practice, servicing only women. Since that time, I have been working towards fulfilling my purpose, which is to provide inspiration to women all over the world. I had no idea that it would lead to me creating a podcast, but I'm so excited that it did. Um, The Inspiring Women Weekly podcast, like the name says, will be a weekly podcast and episodes will be available every Monday, just in time to get your week going. While I enjoy all styles of podcasts, this one will be mostly solo episodes with me sharing my personal stories, my successes, my failures, and life and spiritual lessons, all for the purpose of helping you to know that one, you are not alone in your experiences, and to provide guidance, tips, and inspiration to help you make it through and work towards reaching your personal and professional goals. That's what I'm all about. I'm all about helping women achieve their goals, and to live a life of purpose and happiness. So welcome to the Inspiring Women Weekly podcast. I'm excited to share so much of me with you, and I just know that this is going to be an amazing journey for all of us. So in this first episode, I wanted to jump right out of the gate and share with you something very, very personal. We're not going to hold back. We're just going to start from the beginning, go hard with it. (laughs) So I want to talk with you about how I overcame one of my toughest adversaries. And I believe that this adversary and overcoming it is what brought me to this place. And that would be rejection, the big R word. I truly believe that rejection is what brought me here. This episode, I'm going to explain how I got here. Um, This time last year, I did not see this coming. It was not in my plans to be doing a podcast, to have started my own practice, to have quit my job. But through a series of fortunate events and through rejection, I believe that it catapulted my career into a place that I never saw coming. And I want to share with you about how rejection is something that we may need to begin to embrace. And I'm going to give you my rejection stories. I know I'm not the only one who has some, but I'm just going to share with you about how rejection has been the thing that led me to this point. I know it may sound crazy, but just stay with me. So let's flash back to middle school. This is one of the first times that I actually remember being rejected. I know it wasn't the first time, but it was the first time I remember it. And I remember how it made me feel. So let's flash back to middle school, seventh grade, South Carolina, And I decided that I was going to try out for the girls basketball team. That's right. Your girl wants to be a baller. However, anyone who knows me knows I am not 
an active, physically active person. Never have been, not saying that I never will be, but it just was not in me, especially in that time in my life. I was just not a physically fit person. But nonetheless, I decided that I was going to try out for the girls basketball team. I went to tryouts every day for that week. I ran all those suicides up and down those bleachers, did all those drills. I went out there and put in the work. Okay. The week went by and it's now time for the coaches to tell everyone who made the team. So back then they had a piece of paper with all the players' names on it. They put it up on the wall and everybody rushes to the paper to see if they made the team or not. I rush the paper and I look up and I look down and I look up and I look down and I do not see my name. Surprise, I didn't make the team. And as much sense as that made, because again, I was not good, y'all. I could not play basketball and I still can't even though I love it. But as much as it made sense for me not to make it, because I was going up against girls who this was their passion. This was their thing. They loved it. They lived and breathed basketball. As much as it made sense for me to not make the team, I still felt hurt, rejected, ashamed, and embarrassed. I didn't want to tell my family who I knew they were just waiting to know if I made the team or not. I didn't want anyone to ask me about it. I just wanted to crawl up on the bleachers somewhere and just hide because in my mind, I had failed. I was ashamed. I was embarrassed. And I didn't want to try to do that anymore. I never tried off a basketball again after that. It's probably a good thing, but that experience made me not want to try out for that anymore because I was rejected. So that was the first time that I remember. Again, I know it probably happened all through my, throughout my childhood that I was rejected and told no. Um, let's go to high school, dealing with boys and peers. I'm sure I was rejected many, many times. We can go to college, also being rejected by peers and social clubs and things of that nature. And every time that I was rejected, I had the same reaction, shame, embarrassment, sadness, and even sometimes anger, depending on the situation and so on and so forth. And that just continued to be my hate, hate, no love, hate, hate, hate relationship with rejection. Shame and embarrassment always followed for me behind rejection. And it was always this sense of I failed, even though I tried to do this or I tried to do that or I tried to fit in there or I tried to reach that goal. If it did not happen, I felt rejected. And with that came a flood of negative feelings. So my relationship with rejection began to change in my mid-20s. I had been married for a few years now and I decided that I wanted to go and get my master's degree in counseling. I applied to a, pro- a program and eagerly waited for the acceptance letter to come in the mail. And I got a letter in the mail, all right, but it was not an acceptance letter. It was a rejection letter. And I was shocked. I was that was a real surprise. The basketball team was not a surprise, but getting rejected from that school for my master's degree was a surprise to me. Like I was I just I just couldn't believe it. And I was like this school is not even all that. Like how y'all going to reject me? So again, when I got rejected, those same old ugly feelings came back of shame and embarrassment and feeling like a failure. And I didn't want to tell anybody. I don't think I did tell anybody that I even applied to the program. I didn't want anybody to know. I just wanted to hide it. And I felt really down and kind of hard on myself about not getting accepted by somebody else. And about six months after that happened, 
something occurred to me that really began to change the way I view rejection. I'm a military spouse and my husband got orders to move all the way to Arizona. At that time, we were in North Carolina and we got orders to move to Arizona. We were moving to an extremely small town in Arizona. It did not have a college nearby. It didn't have much nearby at all, honestly. But moving there would have meant that I couldn't transfer my credits if I had started at that school. I wasn't going to be able to transfer my credits. There was no school nearby for me to go to. And then upon further research, I realized that that program wasn't even the program I needed to go to because it didn't have the right accreditation. So six months later, after being rejected and embarrassed, I realized that that, there was light in that rejection. I was thankful for that rejection. I was like, man, I'm glad I didn't go there because if I had gone there, that would have been six months of time wasted. That would have been a semester worth of money wasted. That would have been a lot of headache, trying to realize that I could not transfer my credits. And then an even bigger headache when I realized that I couldn't get my license because the program was not certified the way I wanted it to be. So I kind of had to do like a, hmm, this is strange. I actually am glad I wasn't rejected. Well, thank you, God. High five. I appreciate you for doing that, even though in the moment I did not. So that is when I kind of started to have different feelings about rejection. I just kind of tried to keep that situation in my mind as I move forward throughout life. I did not become perfect. I still had to deal with, you know, my battles with rejection. But I tried to keep that situation in mind just to remember, okay, this rejection thing may have a different spin on it that you hadn't been thinking about all this time. So I get my master's. I get my license in counseling. I'm working at a job that I really, really enjoyed as an outpatient therapist. And I decided, you know what? Let's kick it up another notch. Let's go back to school and get your doctorate degree. So I do all the things that I need to do. I study for that dreaded GRE exam. I take it. I do the applications and all the essays and the references and the transcripts, pay the fees. And I applied to this program for my doctorate degree. This time, I didn't even get a letter, y'all. I got an email. And it was a rejection email. And I was like, doggone it. Here we go again. Except my thoughts were not the same. Same situation. I was rejected. But I wasn't the same person. I had matured. And I realized that, okay, the last time this happened, there was a reason. And it was in my favor. Maybe, just maybe, I don't know for certain, but maybe this time is going to be the same way. So I didn't allow shame and embarrassment to creep in this time. When I got rejected, I told everybody that knew I was applying immediately. There was no hiding it. Everybody got the phone call. Hey, y'all, I didn't get in. I wasn't upset, slightly disappointed, but I was not upset. I was not ashamed and I was not embarrassed. And what I did was I said to myself, If God is closing this door, there must be something else. So I just began to pray and ask God, okay, if you don't want me to go this way, you've made it clear. What do you want me to do? And from there, that rejection, him closing that door for me to not go the route of getting my doctorate degree. Now, let me just say this. It doesn't mean that I won't get it one day because I do believe that that's still in my plans for my life, but not right now. Because he closed that door, 
It opened the door to me starting my own practice, McLaurin Mental Wellness, which then led to me starting this podcast, which we are all very excited that that happened. So that situation, my response to the situation, and what happened after that situation of being rejected just really, really changed the way I view rejection and makes me embrace it. So I want to inspire you to embrace rejection. And I know you may be thinking, embrace rejection? That that makes no sense to me. Why in the world would I do that? How in the world can I do that? You can do that with just a couple of mindset shifts. And I'm going to give you a few tips on how to shift your mindset when it comes to rejection so that you can open your heart and figure it out what it is that you should be doing instead of that thing. So the first thing I want you to remember when dealing with rejection is that rejection does not equal failure. That is something that I correlated rejection with for a very long time. Rejection and failure are not the same thing. Rejection is that you try something, it didn't happen, you try again, or you move to something different. Failure is quitting and giving up and saying, I can't, or even I won't, I won't do it. Those are not the same thing. So don't let your mind and your thoughts trick you into thinking that because you were rejected from something, that you are a failure. As long as you keep going, as long as you keep moving forward, as long as you keep trying, you may stumble, but as long as you get back up again, you are not a failure. Next, I want you to remember that everyone faces rejection. There is no crystal staircase to success that people are just walking up with no rejection. Everyone gets all yeses and no nos. It does not work that way, even for the best of us. Some of the most successful people in the world, my number one, Oprah, had to go through times of rejection in her life and had to go through hardships. I remember reading or watching an interview from her where she discussed being demoted from her nightly news show because she was too emotionally attached to the stories and how that devastated her. I've been fired before. I know how devastating it is. It really, really hurts. But she didn't let that situation stop her. Matter of fact, that is what catapulted her to start in the Oprah Winfrey show. So everyone faces rejection. Don't let anyone fool you, especially social media fool you into thinking that everyone has it together, that everyone gets what it is that they want, that everyone succeeds the first time. It does not work that way. So if your thoughts are telling you that you are all alone and you're the only one getting this letter or you're the only one applying for jobs and not hearing back or going to interviews and not getting jobs, that is incorrect. Everyone faces this. Now I want you to realize that rejection sometimes means that there is another way. I had to learn this. This became true for me that most of the times when I was rejected from something, it was because God was trying to tell me that there was something else that he wanted me to do or somewhere else that he wanted me to go or someone else he wanted me to be around. One of my absolutely favorite scriptures is Jeremiah 29 and 11. And it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. I love that scripture because it says to me that even in rejection, God still has plans for me to reach my goals, to reach his purpose that he has for my life, and that there must be another way. He's not just going to close the door and just be like, okay, all the other doors are locked, so you're just going to stand here in this hallway. If he closes one door, it may take some time before the next door opens, but he does have another way. So I just recommend that when you're going through rejection and you're unsure what to do, that you open your heart and you pray. Ask him. I've just flat out asked him, okay, God, what do you want me to do now? That's what happened whenever I didn't get accepted into the doctorate program. 
I sat there. What do you want me to do now? That was my plan. You said no. So now what? I'm going to patiently wait. And if you have an open heart, typically he'll lead you to where that you want it, where it is that he wants you to be. Lastly, I want you to set yourself free of shame and embarrassment. Those two things are so binding and they are so heavy to carry around. And for it's been my experience that those are the two emotions that rejection really brings forth the most. Most people don't share their rejection stories. Honestly, if they share it, it's after they have made it. It's after they've gone through the storm and life is wonderful and amazing, but people rarely tell what's going on or the times that they were rejected while they're going through it. And I just always encourage encourage you to share your story. It is so freeing to get on this mic and to share with you all some of the things that I have gone through, some of the things I've never even told people that I have experienced. It is so freeing to take control of your story, to take control of rejection and say, this happened to me, but I will not let this, this define me and I will not let this control me. It's really, really important to me to make sure that I have a positive reaction to rejection. If you are a mom and you're raising children, be very aware of how you respond to rejection because your kids are going to have to go through rejection. And oftentimes kids model what they see their parents do. So for me, I don't want my children to get rejected and to go to this place of sadness and depression and anger and bitterness because of rejection. I want them to be able to look to their mother and their father and say, Well, mom and dad were able to get through it. So I'm going to be able to get through it too. So I just want you to encourage you to embrace rejection. So remember those things that you can do to shift your mind, to remember that rejection is not failure, to remember that everyone faces rejection, to remember that if you're rejected, there's typically another way. And lastly, to free yourself from the shame and embarrassment of rejection. So I hope that you feel encouraged. I hope that you feel inspired to embrace rejection and to share your story to encourage someone else on their journey. Until next time, guys, stay inspired, stay encouraged, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. That is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to visit the show notes at inspiringwomenweekly.com and follow me on Instagram at LaShonda McLaurin to continue the conversation. As always, please, please go on iTunes and rate and subscribe. I love to read your comments. And if you have any recommendations for topics or any questions that you would like answered, again, visit inspiringwomenweekly.com. Talk to you guys in the next episode.